Sonic 1029 presents Top Ranking Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Cue the intro music. Temporary podcast theme song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Temporary podcast theme song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Oh, oh, oh. oh, it's good to be back on the podcast again. We took last week off. Uh, my name's Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly over there. Bryce was away last week. He went to Canadian Music Week in Toronto. Yeah, no big deal. I was just rubbing shoulders with the musical elite. Yeah. Oh, and you went to an awards dinner there where you saw the drunkest man of all. In all of Canada? Yeah. He is the official record holder for drunkest person I've ever seen in my life. And? and the twist on this, very famous Canadian. <laughs> Will we find out by name? Oh, absolutely. That's coming up later in the show. Also later in the show, uh, we're going to be joined by a small band. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is this is a pretty good get for this podcast. Small band by the name of 21 Pilots. Perhaps you've heard of them. May, they're doing okay for themselves. Yeah, so you talk to them, too. Yeah, I quiz them on their Canadian knowledge, so we'll see if they know Canada or not. Oh, I haven't heard this yet, so I don't know how to feel. I feel like they'd probably know a lot about, well, I don't know. It's so hard to tell with Americans. Yeah. You never know. Okay, we'll get to that shortly. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast, available however you found it. You're listening to it right now, so just do that again. So I was looking at my wife's car the other day, and I'm good at changing the wiper blades, like the front ones, because you remember those, because when you're driving and you have bad wiper blades, it's obvious. But nobody ever changes their rear wiper blade. Mm -hmm. It just looks like a piece of beef jerky scraping across, and it does nothing to clear your rear window. My wife needs a new rear wiper blade. And that sort of started this conversation on the show, the things you need a new one of, <laughs> which I think you've got, well, you had a couple, right? Oh, I need lots of things. But the biggest is being, like, I desperately need a new cutting board. Yeah. Like I got the one I have, I cheaped out on. I just need it a, in a flash. But how many times a week do you go to the grocery store, for instance? A couple, probably. Yeah. So a couple of times a week, at least, you're in the vicinity of cutting boards. Oh, absolutely. Like you could easily just go over an aisle and get yourself a cutting board, but you refuse to. I do, because they're like 40, like they're surprisingly expensive, like a decent one. Yeah. It was like 40, 50 bucks. And I'm like, I could spend $40 on a hunk of wood or I could spend it on ice cream. Yeah. So you go with the ice cream. Obviously, I go with the ice cream. The other thing we have at home is the one of those stainless steel colanders is that what they're called like that this, you drain things out of yeah yeah but it's got these three looped feet on the bottom and they're metal but one of them's broken off and i tried to jb weld it back on looks really sharp that didn't work i could go out and buy a new colander but i don't we just use this one wobbly one that sits sideways now and it's it's a danger to use too because you put Piping boiling hot pasta in there and it's wobbling back and forth. Danger. <laughs> You're living life on the edge. Yeah. But yeah, we all have these things that we need to replace. We need to change. But for whatever reason, we've just adjusted to life with broken, useless, mm -hmm. terrible things. I don't know. Is that is that a sign of cheapness? Is it a sign of laziness? Is it a sign of depression? Probably Ooh. yes to all of the above in some way. Is it low self-esteem? Is it you just going, no, I don't deserve a proper strainer? It's because these are these things we buy once, and it's like it's a 
horribly unsexy purchase That's, to, to yeah. buy a colander. Well, what about this person here? Garner, I need new glasses. I've been wearing the same pair since 2003. My glasses are older than all three of my kids. Phil. What? Yeah. Like, I wonder if if he's changed his lenses. I don't know. He's just kept the frames because... We should get Phil a new pair of glasses. Yeah, because I would imagine his prescription has changed in the 16 years. Oh, Oh, imagine this hardship. I need a new remote for my TV. My dog chewed it. It's unusable. I have to actually get up and go over to the little set-top box thing and change channels and adjust the volume manually. What? Like the way the pioneers had to when they first came to Canada. (laughs) How could you live that way? I don't know. What a barbarian. Uh, You know that there is a certain, well, we'll say the name, Shaw is a cable provider where we are. You just go to one of their stores. They give you free remotes. Like, you can just go in there and ask for a new remote, and they're like, here you go. Yeah, they're kind of prepared for that sort of thing. It's like when I got my house, it has a double-car garage. They gave me two garage openers. One worked, one did not. And they seem to have just been content with the one, and the one person just parked on the street. Because <laughs> It cost me $40 and took two seconds to set up a new one. Yeah. But they just seemed to be like, ah. They had low self-esteem. They didn't think they deserved a two-remote <laughs> garage price. Like, I'll just live without it, like that guy with his remote. A lot of people with light bulbs, too. Oh, um, sure. Hey, guys, I live in a basement suite with my fiancé. For over a year, we've been putting off buying replacement fluorescent light bulbs. You know, the long ones with mercury in them. So our kitchen has been dark. We've been cooking in the dark. The worst part is he's an electrician, and no matter how many times I ask, he won't help. I even bought the wrong bulb six months ago. (laughs) Wow. That's the worst. You buy the wrong bulbs, but you don't want to take them back because there's a sense of shame. and Uh, I I I got the wrong ones. This person's an electrician. He'd be able to look up and he'd go, oh, yeah, those are the 410s or whatever. You'd think he'd be able to eyeball it. But again, this maybe this is like... You know, the chef cooks all day. He or she doesn't want to go home and cook. Yeah, he's busy dealing with electricity all day. He doesn't want to change lights when he gets home. I haven't changed my furnace filter in three years. Ooh. Great. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to die of carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, oh, this, no, this one here. And I understand this is expensive, but you would think you would find the money for it. My sister has gone a year with a completely shattered sunroof in her car, Ryan. I, and I wrote back to Ryan and I asked, does she at least have a piece of plastic or something taped in there? And he's, uh, nope, nothing. Just that fabric piece you pull across to block the sun. What? And we just came out of the harshest winter on record. Yeah, and we just had a downpour of rain recently. Like, how do you survive winter and rain when your sunroof is broken? Mm. Although I bet you those windows are more expensive than you think. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you want to hear a really gross one? Please. Needed a toaster for the longest time. Backstory is a mouse had crawled into ours and died. Oh, God. My boyfriend ate mouse toast for a good week before he figured out what that smell was. I am still deathly afraid of toasters to this day, although we did end up getting one eventually. I don't like using it. Jackie. I've never thought of that. Now I'm going to think of that every time I use a toaster. Mouse toast. Um, I need a new rolling pin because I'm using a piece of PVC pipe. (laughs) Do people actually use rolling pins, or is that just something you see in cartoons? Uh, de- definitely cartoons. I've never used a rolling pin in my life. Yeah, I would. If if you lined up twenty guys side by side, and I had to walk down the line and point at who had a rolling pin and who didn't have a rolling pin, I feel like I'd come out of that ninety five percent. Yeah, and most of them would be no. 
Yeah. Um, I need to read this one to you because this one tagged a couple of bases here. I need new T-shirts. I was wearing my favorite go-to shirt when a Facebook memory popped up from seven years ago. I was wearing that exact shirt, Mason. <laughs> yes, get a new shirt, Mason. Um, but also, stupid Facebook memories. Is there anything worse for your self-esteem than Facebook reminding you of just how good you looked seven years ago? Yeah, how much better your life was. How much future you had before you. <laughs> just how happy you were. You're smiling. <sighs> Although, uh, three cheers for Mason for being able to fit into a shirt from seven years ago. Oh, yeah, I never looked at that. There's a silver lining to that story. I was out this past weekend, and I was at a thing, and there was a woman sitting at a table right in front of me. Her back was to me, and she was wearing a T-shirt. It's 2019, by the way, when we're recording this. She was wearing a T-shirt from a 10K she ran in 2011. So an eight-year-old shirt. And I wouldn't have noticed it was an eight-year-old shirt. Like, it was in pretty good shape. She's obviously looked after it. But if it didn't have all that stuff on the back, I'd have no idea. So be aware that if you've got stuff with dates on it, people know how old your clothing is. Yeah, tour tour shirts for bands. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if that was the only marathon she's ever ran. Probably. And she just still hangs her hat on that. Oh, and calls herself a marathon runner. Oh, yeah. And she's always training for a half, but yet you never see her run. <laughs> but she um, breaks I'm, out that shirt from 2011. Yeah, I'm training for a half right now. Nobody's ever training for a full. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet. Where if you can dream it, there's definitely a porno about it. So I read this thing this week. I think you read it too. We're I now did. gossiping. New research says we gossip for almost an hour of every single day. I think it's, yeah, 52 minutes of our day we spend just gossiping. There's never anything good in our circle though. Like when was the last time you heard a really good juicy tidbit? Rarely. No. Very rarely. And almost entirely negative. Oh, yeah, because this research said the majority of it is positive. There's no such thing as positive gossip. I've never spread nor received positive gossip in my life. Yeah. I'm not going to say, oh, my God, Ted in accounting has lost a lot of weight. Yeah. He's focused a lot on leg day. Have you seen those cams? Have you seen Nancy? She looks like she found true love. Yeah. I've never said that. Nobody ever talks like that. No. <laughs> so we asked you to provide us with a little slice of gossip from your life so we could live vicariously through you. Yeah. And man, did you deliver. Yeah. These are all kind of anonymous and completely out of context, but we get the gist of the juice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty good. Uh, we'll start with, this one's a bit of a layup. This one's pretty straightforward. You don't have to think too hard about it. Uh, my friend slept with her best friend's boyfriend, and they are super close. Mm, that is spicy. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder how this went. Uh, my sister-in-law is returning from living abroad today. Her mother doesn't know that she's coming home seven months pregnant. Wish I could be at that airport pickup. <laughs> but is this going to be a good thing, or is this going to be... Yeah. Well, guess what? I went backpacking in Europe, and I'm coming home with a baby. My initial reaction is that mom is expecting her little girl to come back from Europe. Mm. She comes back eating for two, and mom is <laughs> not pleased. Then she wants one of those aforementioned rolling pins. Oh, yeah. To chase her daughter around the pickup spot. Um, oh, this one here, I've often thought about this. Garner and Bryce, gossip. 
A guy I work with, he's in his 40s, confided in me that he did nine years in prison in his 20s and 30s. Do I ask him what he was in for, or is that rude? Oh, no, I don't think that's rude. But you have to wait for him to bring it up again. You can't just randomly be, hey, Sheldon, (laughs) Sheldon, turn off your machine for a second. What were you in jail for? (laughs) Shouted across the lunchroom. No, you can't do that. If he brings it up again, I think I think that's fair game, isn't it? I think part of the deal is if you go to prison, you have to tell people why you were in prison. It's like you can't be one of those people that just posts on Facebook the oh the hospital the bracelet hospital thing. bracelet with no explanation. We hate that. Yeah. So if you say, "Oh, I did a nine stretch," no, not quite a dime stretch. Because <laughs> should have tried harder, stretch. Sheldon. Yeah. So what did he do? Yeah. Um, this one I had to edit a bit. I am a supervisor at Edit. I got an email yesterday from an employee fairly angry because I frigged up their pay, and now they're short for their mortgage payment. I got right on the phone with the payroll department, came to find out everything was fine, except he had a garnishment coming off his check now for child support. The payroll lady said, I guess that's what happens when you're a deadbeat dad. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's some good goss. I bet you there's people we work with right now who have a garnishment. Is that what it's called? A gar- I think so. Who have their checks garnished? Or you just have money taken off automatically? I bet you there's people probably among us. Probably. Probably more frequent than you think. And I think people pointed out, too, that uh, when that happens, the child support route, that's a court-mandated thing. Oh, yeah. There's no getting around that. Yeah. So the, that person would have had issues before leading up to that. Yeah. Uh, Here's another one. Uh, Everybody knows the reason our office manager still has a job is because her daughter is not her husband's daughter, but in fact, the boss's daughter. Oh, baby. Now that's what I'm talking about. That's juicy. That is some hot goss. Do you want to hear more gossip from a dysfunctional office, Bryce? Oh, I love it. I'm not sure if this gossip is juicy or not, but here goes. I'll set the scene. I worked with a married couple a few years back at a large industrial facility. Went to the Christmas party that year. The husband got stupid drunk. His wife went home with another guy we also work with. Everybody needed to go back to work together on Monday morning. Fast forward to now. Couple is divorced. Wife is now shacked up with the guy she went home with from the Christmas party. Everybody still has to work together. Good Lord. Can you imagine having to work with your ex and their lover? Uh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that must be a frosty workplace. The lunchroom must be exceptionally quiet. Man, oh man. Uh, how about just a couple more random shorties before we move on? Sure. Uh, this one, the reason Jeff's wife drives him to work is because the bank took his Jeep. <laughs> uh, this. Oh, maybe this is positive gossip right here. Ryan is being groomed for management. Oh, that is positive. There we go. There's the one. That's not gossip I would spread, but good for him. Uh, And the final, oh, this one got us onto another topic that we're going to talk about shortly here on the podcast. Random gossip, guys. I have a coworker who got a DUI and had his license suspended. He's still driving to work. We may or may not have called Crime Stoppers and are now just waiting every day for the police to come and arrest him when he gets to work. Is that bad? Okay, then there was this call. You got to you got to pay attention. <laughs> yeah. This one moves around a little bit, but I think it's all clear in the end, isn't it? Yeah. Let's just say it all circles around the family tree. Yeah. And in the end, the kids are their own grandpa. So um, 
a couple of years ago, uh, a new neighbor moved in next to my sister uh, with his wife and two young children. Uh, they didn't know them very well before they ran into the husband in the front yard one day. And um, he started chatting with them and explained that they had just moved back into the city after living out east for a couple of years and that his wife, wife was really eager to move back to Edmonton because all of her family's here. And so is his. So it worked out and he had a good job opportunity. So they, they came out here. And then a few months later, uh, apparently his wife left him for his brother-in-law. So his um, so, sister's husband. So his so the wife left him for his sister's husband. They hooked up. They shacked up. So now kids are confused because mom is married to uncle. Uh, so it's just like a nice little awkward mix. So family get-togethers are, you know, fun. I hear banjo music. Oh, seriously, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So strange. Anyways, um, they all live in the same neighborhood. They all run into each other all the time. Family get-togethers are super awkward, weird. Like, the kids are young, like, not quite understanding what's happening. Hmm. And on top of that, uh, he adds in at the end of his little story, you probably know the guy. And she's like, what do you mean, how would I know the guy? And, she, and he said, who's your pediatrician? So her pediatrician, my children's pediatrician, is the man that his wife left for. So now every time we go to the doctor's office, it's super awkward because we know, but he doesn't know that we know. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm going to have to, I'm going to create some little figurines out of clay. Yep. And I'm gonna I move. know, to try and figure this one out. <laughs> You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet, where no one ever responds to my urgent MySpace messages. Garner, uh, earlier you mentioned that text from the person who called Crime Stoppers on their coworker. Yeah. There's something, I have a weird goal in my life that I want to be associated with Crime Stoppers in some way. Uh, Me- not as a villain. Oh, okay, good. I was <laughs> going to say, what are you thinking? Not as a criminal. But are you thinking is to supplement your income? Because Crime yeah. Stoppers pays cash for tips. They pay cash for tips. And I'm like, could I make a living as a snitch? Well, you know what happens to snitches, Bryce? Snitches get the kicked out of them. Eh, on occasion. If you're not careful, I'd be careful. Sure. It'd be different for me. Or even just acting in a... Crime Stoppers reenactment. Oh, that that's been a fantasy of mine forever. I'd be such a good Crime Stoppers reenactment actor. I think I'd be good at that. I could finally live out my fantasy of robbing a bank without, you know, the nasty hassle of running from police. Yeah. Looking yeah. spending my life looking over my shoulder. The only place you're running to is the catering table. <laughs> what a dream. But Crime Stoppers, and it's weird how it operates. Like it has oh, such a mysterious thing, like when you do get a tip that leads to an arrest. It's very clandestine. Yeah. Like you so I've never done it before, but somebody called our radio show once and explained how it works. And they said, yeah, I called in a Crime Stoppers tip. They didn't ask me my name or anything. They just gave me a number, like a file number. And then I would call in periodically to check and see whether my file had come up, whether it had actually turned into an arrest. Eventually it did. And they were instructed, I kid you not, 
to use a fake name. They supplied them with the name. They went to a car dealership. They asked for Mr. So-and-so. Mr. So-and-so came out, asked for the name, and then handed them an envelope of cash. No words were really exchanged. The person just disappeared with their Crime Stoppers money. Interesting. That's how they pay it out. See, like to go into a public place like that, ask for someone you don't know, mm. be handed an envelope of money, and then turn on your heels and walk away into the night. Well, that's. I think that's what happened to me here one day. But I think somebody was being pranked. Right, because a woman showed up. And she sat in the front lobby forever because I was doing something else. Half an hour later, I was finally able to go out there. And she's like, uh, are you Garner? And I said, yes. And she goes, my name is, she kind of shoulder checked, Megan. I understand you have something for me. And I was, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then she just disappeared. I think Ooh. maybe she thought she was here for a Crime Stoppers payout. Man, because anyone can apparently be the yeah, payout you, person. Yeah, you just volunteer for Crime Stoppers. And if you're legit, I'm sure they do a screening on you. They probably check your background to make sure everything's okay. I would hope so. So anyway, um, we were wondering, has anybody actually called Crime Stoppers? <laughs> I was calling because years and years ago, I after my first divorce, I started dating this guy. I'm not going to say his name. And then I saw him in the paper, and he was on the Edmonton Most Wanted list. <coughs> I think I'm getting the black lung, Bob. <laughs> Wait, well, first I broke up with him, <laughs> and then I called. Oh, so we're, no, hang on. You were dating him, and then while you were dating him, you saw his picture on the Most Wanted list? Edmonton's Most Wanted list Ooh. in the newspaper. Okay, yeah. that's juicy. Yeah, so I called um, Crime Stoppers, mm -hmm. and told them where he was at and uh when they paid me it was a direct deposit oh there was i know it's not exciting at all there was no meeting people oh, <laughs> I, I just called. thought i just thought it'd be like you'd meet some guy in a trench coat on a bridge in the park <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning and he'd hand you a briefcase and you would uh, not a word would be spoken well <laughs> yeah no that's not how it is and you know what it was really scary because i'm calling them and stuff, and I'm like, is he going to know this was me? Like, he did some pretty bad crimes, and you wouldn't even know when you're dating someone the things that they've done. Like, he yeah. seems like a nice fellow to me, and then I'm like, oh, Grand Theft Auto. So oh, how long armed between... robbery. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> so how long between the phone call to Crime Stoppers and the police kicking down your front door, was it? Um... It was two days, but they didn't kick down my front door because I broke up with him and was like, you got to get the heck out. So yeah. he went over to one of his friend's houses, um, and uh, Crime Stoppers got him there. Oh. When he saw the cops there, he, like, smashed his kitchen window, like, shoved his drugs up his butt and jumped through the window. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I was just like, wow, did he get his drugs into the prison? And apparently he did, and he lived in there like a king for a while. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. It seems kind of odd to me that they'd pay direct deposit, because wouldn't yeah. they know who you are? I, they asked my name. I told them exactly who I was. Hmm. Okay. And then uh, they just put it in my account. And I only got paid $250. And you think for, like, number two on Edmonton's Most Wanted list, they pay a little more money than 250 but they don't. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how much you got, 250 250 yeah. That's such juicy stuff. Ooh. But it kind of bothers me that 
hers wasn't a cash payout. They just did a direct deposit. Don't they have to know who you are? Yeah, I don't like that Crime Stoppers is keeping up with the times. No. There's something to be said for hand- being handed an envelope of money by a complete stranger. Some things need to be old-fashioned. Crime Stoppers payouts needs to be one of those things. Another thing I want to experience in my life, though, similar to Crime Stoppers, is just once I want to be a jury member on like a grisly murder trial, a high-profile murder case. Would it have to be a grisly murder, not a tax law thing? Or Nobody wants to sit through a snooze fest where you're being shown a bunch of paperwork from tax people. Yeah, true. I couldn't handle that. No, I want to know about how they thought they'd get away with it and the accusations and the defense. And Ooh, yeah, Then have the accused turn around and threaten me when I stand up and be like, we, the jury, find him guilty. Of murder in the first degree. And he stands and threatens me, and I get ushered out. He gets ushered. Oh, And you have to spend the rest of your life in witness protection? Man, what a dream. How, God, oh, my God, how relaxing would being sequestered be? Oh, like, it'd be so nice. My God, you just sort of, like, you've got, not, you go to your hotel room at the end of the day. They bring food to you. You don't have to talk to family members you don't want to talk to because you have no phone or anything. It's just you and your books. Oh, my God, I would love that. Everyone's using a fake name with a fake backstory. You just don't have to be yourself for a week. Sequestered should be a like a spa. We should start a spa called Sequestered. Yes. Like a full-on resort. Maybe an entire neighborhood called Sequestered. <laughs> Sequestered Heights very soothing and relaxing. Um, Absolutely. This has been my dream for a long time. You just came up with um, a brilliant idea. And I bet you there's a a lot of people out there that would be willing to go uh, to sequester. Yeah. Now, are you talking about if I just opened sequestered the spa or sequestered the resort? Um, I would do both. I am open to spending time at both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Money is not uh, an issue. No. Oh, really? I'm a mom, I'm a, a wife, and I'm a teacher, But and I love everyone. But boy, would I love some time away from them all. Just to be left alone. Yeah, I just want to read books and watch Netflix. And if there's a little a little pool, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. It doesn't even need to be a big pool, just a little pool with yeah. a, a little, you know, a little seat for myself. I just like the idea of uh, eating when I want to eat and not having to worry about what other people want to eat. Exactly. Bryce and I were even talking about once sequestered the spa and sequestered the resort takeoff, (laughs) we should start sequestered the subdivision, you know, sort of the the orchards at sequestered where (laughs) you live in this neighborhood and you're completely cut off from the outside world and everybody just leaves you the (laughs) alone. I, I, you know, I, this is going to sound really, really bad, but I remember uh, when my daughter was around two and I was just exhausted and I was teaching full time. And one day I looked at my mom and I said, I feel really guilty saying this, but I'm okay with a little appendicitis so I could spend a night at the hospital and and, and be catered upon. And I know that that made me sound like a bad person, but it was the truth. Remember when Marge Simpson got sent to prison and then they went to release, but she wasn't ready to be released from prison? Exactly. It's the same thing. And it's not just for women, men too. We all, you know, need a little time at Sequestered. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet where your Uncle Barry posts weird things on Facebook. So yeah, Garner, we took uh, this past week off from the podcast because I was away. You went to 
the six. <laughs> this big smoke. Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I don't know if you've heard about this before. They have Canada's busiest airport. And what a beautiful airport it is. I enjoy Toronto a lot. Uh, we're there. Business trip. Well, it, yeah, we go there every year. This is the first year that I wasn't able to go. I had something going on back here. So you went and represented us mm-hmm. in Toronto. And uh, the one thing that I thoroughly regret missing this year was you sat like this far away from Dave Grohl. Yeah. So one of the days at Canadian Music Week, Dave Grohl was there and his mom released a book where she interviewed rock star moms. And so he interviewed her just about her experience doing that and they went back and forth. But I was in a room with maybe 200 people in it with Dave Grohl sitting 50 feet away from me. You were close enough that you could probably smell the shampoo in that luxurious mane of hair. Yeah. And the detergent he uses in his clothes. Did he walk right by you? He did. Could you smell him? What did he smell like? Uh, pretty good. Did he? Pretty clean. Okay. Yeah, he keeps it clean. Uh, it was interesting. So it was cool to see Dave Grohl just sit there for an hour and just chat. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's a cool experience. I got to go to Dine Alone Records, which is where Alexis on Fire and City and Color do their thing. Oh, and you heard new music? I heard new music. Like, I heard three new City and Color songs. Are they good? They are very good. Was Dallas Green there? Dallas Green was there. Was we he ch- friendly? He was friendly, actually. Good. And yeah, we chatted just for a minute. But you know. Like old pals. <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of laughter? Oh, so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo, how's the weather there? You know. He only, asked you what the, the weather f- was like out here? <laughs> only the way friends talk. Yeah, true. Uh, uh, one of the guys from Letterkenny was there to hear the new songs, too, so that was kind of cool. Did you talk to him? I did. Really? Yeah, we talked about hockey. Oh. Because we both cheer for the same team. Oh. We're both outraged on how they went out this current NHL season. Why would he cheer for that team? I have no idea. Where's he from? I think Ontario. He has no connection to the West. But he's got a head on his shoulders. That's what he's got. So when you talk to the guys from Letterkenny, though, are they in Letterkenny character? No. No? That'd be weird. I think that'd be very off-putting for me. It would be. Like the FUBAR guys are always in character. Yeah. These guys, no, he was just a normal guy. He was just there because he's friends with the Dynalone guys, and so he's there listening to the songs. So that was a cool experience. Oh, now this is where we get to the... Uh... But the cherry atop the <laughs> Toronto experience was at this awards gala I was at one night. And it's a big one. Like there's... Thousands of people probably? between Yeah, maybe a couple thousand people in it's this big. one room. And it, it's a lot of Canadian celebrities that are just sort of sitting at tables nearby. Yeah, they serve you dinner while they're giving out Lifetime Achievement Awards. Like we've seen... Getty Lee from Rush there. We've seen... Yeah, guys from the Tragically Hip there. Yeah. Last year, I was sitting... We saw John Cretchen walk oh, that, there. <laughs> I tried to get a picture with John Cretchen. That was the weirdest thing ever. I walked through a door and just about knocked him over. Like, we were out on the patio having a beer. And then I go charging back in, and I swing the door open, and there's the former prime minister, like, in my face. And he was sh- drinking a shot... Of Jim Beam. Yeah, he was drinking bourbon. Yeah. Which was weird. Uh, this time around, I witnessed probably the drunkest human being that has ever lived. Oh, yeah. It was next level. And I had it pointed out to me because I didn't know who he was at first. It was then pointed out to me that that's Michael Weckerly. One of the judges from Dragon's Den? From Dragon's Den here in Canada. And he's the drunkest man in Canada. It was unbelievable. So he had, first off, bedazzled shirt on. Of course, he, he always wears like a bedazzled jacket. Yeah, bedazzled t-shirt, sunglasses on at night in this club. Indoors, yeah. Chugging the communal bottle of wine. The one, you know, at a table. wedding that they put out on a table. Yeah, so he's 
chugging giving that. it mouth to mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone at my table is like, oh my God, that's Michael Weckerly. And she goes over, and we all thought she was just going to go say hello. Nope. She brought him to our table. So <gasps> the hurricane moved to From- table 59. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, and I think it's important to point out what's going up, what's going on on stage while all this commotion is happening. They're honoring someone who died. So this is like the in memoriam part of the Canadian Broadcasting Industry Awards. Yeah, and so we're sitting at the back. Oh my God, I would want to die. And he comes over and he's having a good time. Yeah, he's just hooting and hollering. He's pulling his shirt up to show his tattoo on his stomach. Mm. He's yelling to everyone. Not in a mean way, just like... Notice me He's the life of the party. Please look at me. Just screaming, yelling. And then one of the people at my table was doing a charity drive for cancer and brought that up. And he's like, hold on. Whips out a checkbook, writes her a check for (laughs) $5,000 to go towards her cause. She starts freaking out and is screaming and yelling and crying. Uh, Meanwhile, what's going on on stage still? Is it still the dead guy? Reminder, they're talking about dead guy. Oh, boy. And so one of the higher-ups from this company comes walking over and is like, you guys need to shut up. Oh, so I, you got sucked into the shame. Oh, yeah. Oh. So I immediately am like, oh, my God. Because Weckerly's using my shoulder as a brace to hold himself up. So the higher-up from our company thinks that then you're with him. We're all in on this noise. Oh. And then the host of the awards comes on stage and is like, if our radio friends in the back could keep it quiet while we're talking about important things— and I'm like, oh, dear God. I would have just, I probably would have gone straight to the airport and come home. The, the table went quiet at that point. Oh. And we're like, Weckerly finally leaves. I don't know. He's like a bull and he saw red somewhere else. So he took off. Like, oh, my God. Fast forward about 45 minutes. 5440 are performing on stage. <laughs> a it, national treasure, by the way. Yeah. They played two songs. During the second song, Bam. There's Michael Weckerly on stage dancing. Oh. <laughs> no one else is there. No, he was not invited. He just got on stage and is right there with the band, just dancing as they played. You know what? If there's one thing bands love, uh, they love the fact that they've had to devote, you know, decades and decades to fine-tuning and honing their craft so you can jump on stage and steal their spotlight. It was, on one hand, I was like, unbelievable. I'm so glad I was here to witness this. And then I was also able, we were able to go back to that higher up and be like, that was the problem. Yeah. And it was not a, that guy on the stage, he was the one causing the rock. And they kind of like, oh yeah, okay, this makes a lot more sense now. <sighs> well, I'm glad I didn't go. So there's some vindication, but oh my God, I've never seen someone that drunk before. <laughs> now he's probably going to sue us. Oh, mercy. But are you allowed to be that drunk in public? And then when people talk about it, are you allowed to sue them? He was not being discreet. Okay. It was uh, <laughs> when he's dancing on stage, eh, your right to privacy is gone. Top ranking podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Of course, it's top ranked. I mean, why else would we call it that? Top ranking podcast with Garner and Bryce. Wow, Bryce, you've had quite the week and a half or so. Man, just nonstop famous people becoming best buds. Dave Grohl, Dallas Green. That drunk guy from Dragon's Den. Weckerly, yeah. Ooh. And just the other day, you got to... How many times did you shake hands with the guys from 21 Pilots? Three times each guy. Wow, so six handshakes. Yeah. From 21 Pilots. How many of those did you initiate? Two. 
uh, that's a little needy. There was the hello, nice to meet you, yeah. and then the farewell, have a great tour type thing. And then one in the middle that I think they forgot who I was briefly. Well, I haven't heard this yet, <laughs> but um, you set out, you, you sat down with 21 pilots and you wanted to find out what they know about Canada, the country we live in. And I think they probably know a lot. Well, let's find out. So, off the bat, what is the capital city of Canada? Canada, D.C. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no clue. It's, you're going to be stopping there on this tour. Oh, Edmonton. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, yeah, I really don't know. Uh, Ontario, Toronto. <laughs> where else? Vancouver, <laughs> Calgary, <laughs> Winnipeg. Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa. Ottawa. Ottawa is the capital. Okay. All right, well, I'll remember that for the next trip. I don't know if I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> it is a matter of opinion. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. What is the capital of Alberta? Edmonton. Yes. What? That was a guess. Who are you? It was a good guess. Drilled it. One for two. Mm. So you're at Roger's place right now. When I crafted this question, I didn't think we'd be in a room surrounded by the potential answer. But this <laughs> is the home of the Edmonton Oilers, the pride and joy of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Who is the most famous alum of the Oilers organization? Wayne Gretzky. Easy. Slam yeah. dunk. There's yeah. a picture of him over my shoulder. Yeah, right there. And he's on the wall. Yeah, I so saw it earlier. maybe a little tougher, who's the current phenom player for the Edmonton Oilers? That's not on the it's Hockey not on Hall the of Fame legend, so I don't know. Not quite yet. <clears throat> he's, not, he's not there yet. Tim Gretzky, his son. <laughs> <laughs> his grandson. Yeah, his grandson. <laughs> uh, I do not know. Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid, great mm. boxer. Yeah. Outstanding dancer. Can you name... <laughs> Five provinces. Five provinces? I don't even know what that is. Well, it's, it's split up into provinces. Oh, instead okay. of states. Instead of states. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got... Alberta. Yeah, Alberta. What's BC? British that's Columbia. One. British right? Columbia. Yeah. Yep. So that's... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have... Is Ohio one? <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Yeah, kind of. Almost. Uh, We'll go ahead and say no on the province. Let's place. give us oh. a no on that one. <laughs> no, I need to know. What, oh, what are okay. the other three? Well, there's several more than, than five. Oh, okay. Well, but you what can are go three more? BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec. Oh, okay. Then you get into the Maritimes. Roughly how old is Canada? I'd say like 70. <laughs> Thousand. One fifty-two. It's turning one fifty-two. Wow. Yeah, young. One fifty-two. And the last one I'll ask you: Can you name three famous Canadian actors? Jim Carrey. Isn't Jim Carrey? Yeah, totally. Good job, man. That's usually your answer. I, I'm not good at this one. Um, anyone else? Canadian. Uh, we've talked about this before. We have. Um, Many moons ago. Yeah. Oh man, I'm trying to think. Deadpool. Oh. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Probably enjoy yeah. Vancouver, British Columbia. And Justin Bieber. He was in Zoolander too. Yeah, he was. There you go. So there you go. Yeah. We'll take it. <laughs> that was top ranking podcast starring Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly.
What are we up to, like four listeners now? Five. Oh, and a special thanks to USS for the temporary, yes, temporary podcast theme song. <laughs>